Hey guys and welcome to my brand new series Building from the Inside Out with my good friend and highly respected Aaron Clark. This episode will be posted the last Friday of every month. Yes guys, we are here once a month to break down what it really takes to become a success as we build your lifestyle and goals from the inside out. Hi guys, it's Aaron and Lucy back for our next episode of Building from the Inside Out. Um, today we're going to discuss something slightly different, um, which I think is really quite um, obvious in, in the current system that we've, we've got going on with coronavirus um, and people really starting to struggle with uh, lockdown. Um, so what we're going to do is focus on finding positives in a negative and whether that's possible at all. Um, normally, it's Lucy introducing the episode, but she's given me the reins tonight. So I'm quite excited <laughs> to be able to open up the podcast. So it's um, lovely to be back. Um, obviously, we've not been doing these on the Fridays as normal because things have been a little bit hectic for both of us. Um, but we're delighted to be able to do this episode for you tonight um, and, and hope you enjoy it. So, yeah, uh, of course. Hi, Lucy. I think this episode. What? Hi, Lucy. Hi, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think this episode is going to be really good for you guys because, as I just said to Aaron, it seems to be something that we're all hitting now. We're all at that point that we're over the holiday phase. We're over, we're just so over having too much time on our hands and ready to kind of get back into routine and start ticking boxes again. And I think a lot of people who are active normally and very proactive, busy lifestyles, we are finding this a lot more difficult than others and um, we are taking a bit of a hit from this and I actually talked about this in the last episode of my podcast, my little poddy nugget that I did. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited for this episode. Awesome. Do you want to kick us off then, Luce, with the first, t- first tip? Sure. The, so the first tip is picking a personal mantra so how you talk to yourself what your self-talk is right now so this is actually something that I'm really glad that I am getting to touch on for tips because this is something I had to drill into myself and this has come from me personally um over the last week because my self-talk was you're not doing enough. You're not in your usual targets. You're you're not able to do what you sh- what you can do. You're not working. You're not earning. You're and it almost I was beating myself up massively, massively beating myself up. And did this help my situation? No. Literally, it brought me to the breaking point where I was crying. We're really fortunate that we have a small home gym. It is a small home gym, but it's more than what a lot of people have nonetheless. And instead of being grateful for the things that I could do, on top of not being able to lift like I normally can, regardless of whether I had a gym or not, I have injuries that I am still trying to deal with. And through not being able to see my family who I have not seen now for over two months um, and it's not as if I can stand at the end of a driveway with them um, because I am now in another country so I can't actually see them at all and um, can't interact with friends not in my usual like I'm living in my partner's family home so it's not my usual routine um, not having control of that then being self-employed for the last three years and having a very successful run business, working six days a week to not working at all and not earning, um, 
that was a massive change and a massive hit. And now I wasn't able to train properly. So I did have a little breakdown in the gym, started to cry, and I actually made my partner cry because he thought I was depressed. And this just shows you how how important your self-talk is. My self, I knew I wasn't depressed, but my self-talk was making me come across to the person who sees me the most and knows me the most, through tears, thinking that I was depressed. And that's when I was like, I, I needed to give myself a bit up the bum and be like, right, this isn't helping the scenario. Let's flip things and let's just focus on what I can do right now. I can contact family. I can still FaceTime. I can send them flowers every week if I want to. I can I can still train and I can get myself into a good place so when I can go to the gym, I am in the best place possible. My injuries are covered. Um feeling a lot more flexible. Um things are going to be better. Since my self-talk has changed, so has my attitude, so has my personality and so has my capability of helping those that I teach and those who follow everything that I'm doing that yes it's okay to have a bad day it's okay to have a bad moment it's okay to have a bad hour we're human we're all allowed them but the minute it's starting to change who you are that's when you've got to start paying attention and this is something that I think is super important right because we have a lot of spare time we have a lot of time with ourselves so let's be our best friend not our worst enemy and making a bad situation needlessly worse yeah totally agree yeah really good point I think that self-talk episode is is uh so valuable you know it's I think too often we we are we're very quick to criticize ourselves and we're very quick yeah. to give ourselves negative language and negative self-talk um, and yeah. just transforming that as often as we can into a positive self-talk and into a bit more of an empowering, inspiring, motivating kind of you're talking to yourself. You know, um, some people, it sounds a bit strange when, when they're told to self-talk. I think a lot of people find that concept quite alien like talking to yourself, positive self-talk, like what, that seems a bit strange, but it's so valuable and it's so, it can make such an impact on, um, on our psyche, on the way we, we want to do things, on the way we see things, the way we feel, the way we, all, all sorts of things. Um, and I think that's really important. So yeah, lovely, lovely first point. Um, okay, yeah. cool. So second one, I'm going to talk about um, overanalyzing and overthinking things. So trying to avoid a term uh, called um, rumination, um, one that maybe some of you haven't heard before, but overthinking, overanalyzing, it can be a really detrimental thing to our well-being and a real, um, real surge of all of our energy and all of our, all of our thinking capacity um, and, and can leave us in a bit of a pickle at times. Um, I think it's really easy at the moment to start overthinking things and becoming very overwhelmed with the content and the information we're being given from all sorts of different avenues, social media, government, friends, family, Instagram, um, you know, just the internet, newspapers. There is an endless list of, um, of content which, which really does make us overthink things, start making up our own stories and our own outcomes on things that we really don't know anything about. Um, and, and, and it can get really consuming and it can get really, really difficult to, to get out of that spot where you just keep overthinking and overanalyzing everything. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it speaks for itself. Stop, stop doing that. Stop trying to be the one that understands everything and um, tries to 
I think a lot of this is about trying to take control of things. So in order to, over, when we overanalyze something or we overthink something, a small part of that concept is us trying to gain some sort of control over that thing that we're thinking about, you know? And right at this moment, it's quite apparent, coronavirus is a very overwhelming concept. And a lot of people are overthinking what it is, trying to overanalyze what it's going to do, where we're going to be in five days' time, six, you know, so on. And, and, it, and it can get really, really consuming. So trying to stop doing that as often as you can is something that I would hugely advise. It's very difficult, very, very difficult, particularly if you are a, um, an inherently anxious person. Um, but it is difficult. Go on, Liz, what were you going to say? I'm actually going to add on to that because this is something I've actually been thinking thinking about quite a lot <laughs> and something that I have actually been doing a fair bit of research into as well and I'm almost going to throw a little spanner in the mix there and instead of if you're a natural overthinker if you're somebody who likes to calculate the odds if you're somebody who likes to know the information and the details there's two things you can do with this skill because it is not an enemy it's not a bad thing about you you're just directing it in the wrong the wrong place you are directing it to the negatives and overthinking is a massive skill set it's something that you, your brain and your you as a person is telling you you need more information and two things you can do with this one start directing that to something that's going to be useful so the positive aspects of this overthink all the good things that are going on right now all the amazing things that could like all the amazing things you can be doing when when all this goes back to normal which it will eventually it's not going to be exactly as it was but it's still going to be better than it is now and start overthinking all that you can to get the most out of this situation and the second part to that is if you are finding yourself getting a little bit overwhelmed again just as Aaron said it's because you feel you're out of control okay so get some of the reins back start overthinking and using that skill set to go do your research actually find out what COVID-19 not just what the media is telling you but the actual research behind what it is and what it's doing and where it's come from all the questions your brain's got jot them down and to start doing some research so instead of getting over because the only reason you're going to start feeling fear is because it's the unknown if you start getting that knowledge as to instead of seeing figures and all what the media is telling you actually figure out these things for yourself instead of it being a voice from the telly or from instagram or the radio it is your own knowledge that you've worked out yourself so you're using that skill set but instead of just getting anxiety from it you're getting knowledge and you're going to make yourself feel better interesting so you've really turned it on its head there massively turned on its head yeah, massively turned on. so you guys you could either listen to my advice or you could listen to lucy's and the two are completely different pieces of advice so that's really what we try and do on this podcast is give you every option that you can go with so you can either do my advice it might work for some it might not work for others and lucy's advice exactly. might work for some might not work for others it just totally depends on the individual but you've got the best of both worlds there absolutely yeah, yeah. exactly thanks Lucy. and over exactly. to the third one <laughs> okay so my next step kind of carries on from my first point and that is changing your language and thinking about how you are describing a situation or behavior so this is something i'm actually a firm believer in that the way you do one thing is the way you do everything so 
if you find yourself talking negatively, if you find, even when you're not conscious of it, be very aware of how you behave around people and how you talk and the words that you are using, even to yourself. And again, this comes back to self-talk. This is so important. If you're always, even without thinking, look at like seeing the negatives and things or seeing where the flaws or the imperfections or when you're, when you're talking about yourself, the first thing that comes to your mind all the things you hate about yourself or all the things you love about yourself. When you're talking about all the things that is going on right now, exactly as I said, are you just thinking about and talking about all the things you can't do? Or are you actually reminding yourself that there's still so much you are capable of? Um, and in this situation, when we're talking about can you get, is, is, it, is there any positives in the negative? Of course there is. It's how you go around it. And again, if you are in a slump right now, is pay attention to what you're actively looking for. It's exactly the same thing when it comes down to focusing. And when you, we all know the, the usual pattern of if you think of a yellow car, you can start seeing yellow cars. It's exactly the same thing with anything else. If you are looking for the negatives in the media, or if you're continuously searching for the negative behaviors and pieces of strong people with paranoia as soon as you've been hurt in a particular way the first thing you look for is similar behaviors in another person to the person that's hurt you and you've never even given that person a chance they're a completely different human being um, and so it's not just something about you it's something you need to be aware of with everyone because what you're actively looking for is exactly the same way you will be talking about yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think I think it's that very quick summary is like, you know, negativity breeds negativity. The, the language that we use is a huge part of of the the life package and and we might not think about it a lot of the time, but you know, things like um, I can't do this. Um, things like I won't do this. I've never been able to do this. I will never be able to do this. I can't do it because and giving yourself some excuse that really has no evidence behind it as to why you can't do something. It's, it's just that very negative language. And, and, we, and as often as we can, we need to start thinking about the, the words that we use, the terminology that we use, the phrases that we use to describe ourselves and situations around us. Um, and by, by turning that language into more positive, it, it can do wonderful things, very small kind of um, small steps, but it, but it can do wonderful things. They can really time yeah. change us out of that kind of fixed mindset into a very sort of positive learning, um, moving forward growth mindset, if you like. And I think yeah. that's really important. I'm actually going to give you a quick quote before you jump onto your next mm. tip. I'm going to give you a little quote and it's from one of the most amazing men I have ever known. And the quote in the, he actually has his own podcast and it's fantastic. And it's now something that I, whenever I say I can't do something, straight after that, I'm like, I must get that done. Yeah. The minute I say to myself, I cannot do something, I say, I must do it. So I will do whatever it takes to get that done. And it's um, Ben Pakulski. Most people probably have heard of him. If not, then definitely get on that. Um, but he, he says that all the time. If you say to yourself, you cannot do something, you must get it done. 
because there is no such thing as I cannot do it. It's your self-talk telling you it can't be done. Uh-huh. Um, when many people before you have proven it can be done. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. So yeah. Yeah. No, it's good, and and I, it kind of um, resonates with my. I, I did a mentoring package a few years back with someone, and a big part of what I did there was I I introduced the yet strategy, and kind of that term yet on the end of every negative language, every sentence can really transform a mindset. So for example, I can't do this. That's very definite. It's very end of the line. You know, there's no, there's no outcome there. There's no, I'm going to go away and work on this to make it better. It's just, I can't do this. That's how it is. I can't do this yet. Leaves a very, very different ending on the end of a sentence because there is that, right. I can't do it now. What have I got to do to improve it? How am I going to improve it? Where have I gone wrong before? What feedback have I received in order to make me do something better next time, et cetera, et cetera. So those tiny small words, those language words that we use um, are really effective. So yeah, absolutely, Luz. Bang on. Cool. Uh, Next one is, ah, we all love this one. So the next one is gratitude and mindfulness. So um, being more grateful in our, in our day-to-day lives. And I don't believe there's been a, um, a more relevant time in particularly my generation, well, our generation of people to really embrace gratitude. You know, we have had so many very important things in our, in our day-to-day lives taken away from us. That option has disappeared. That um, choice has been narrowed down to literally zero in most cases. And it really does present you with a, um, a screen to, to check out all the things that you do have and the things that you can be grateful for that you have in your life that perhaps in another term or another, um, you know, phase of life outside of lockdown, you might not recognize as much. Um, so things for me that I'm, I'll use examples for myself, I suppose things I'm grateful for. I I know I've always been grateful for, but more so in lockdown are my family, my friends, and the the circle of people that I love and adore around me, you know, whether that's colleagues, um, other professionals, my friends, my my family, my brothers and sisters from different families, you know, those people, I'm grateful for those people in my life, Lucy being one of them. And and like, you know, that that, that becomes a bit more, a bit more, I don't know. It really hits you, hits you a bit more when you take that time to really appreciate the things that you have. I have a house. I have a home. Um, I have um, a beautiful wife, a beautiful daughter. I'm, I haven't been furloughed. I'm being paid full time. Yes, I'm working my ass off at the moment and working from home in my job is not always easy, but I'm doing it. And, I, and those are the things I've got to be grateful for. We had a lovely 10 day period of glorious sunshine damn that was that was huge gratitude in my life that that 10 days because right now i miss it because it's pissing it down with rain do you know what i mean yeah. so um yeah you know it, it, it's, it's those things so being more grateful and trying to trying to give be in the present more so than not you know remaining mindful as often as you can and not worrying about yesterday not worrying too much about what's happening tomorrow just focus on what's happening right now yeah i'm gonna definitely jump on that that um i'm not going to touch on the gratitude too much because everybody knows i'm all for the gratitude i preach gratitude all the time and i am a lot of people are going to hate me for saying this but this time that we have is a gift because for a long time we took 
our freedom for granted. Yeah. We took our opportunities for granted. We took the simplistics of being able to spend time with loved ones, being able to go out with friends, being able to go out for a walk and have that handshake with somebody that you bump into in the street or give that friend a hug that you've maybe not seen in a long time. Um, we are now grateful for those things and when those things we do get them back and we will we are going to appreciate them so much more than we do now which is a gift it is an absolute gift because if things had been carried on the way they were we would have lost all of that regardless and it would have been long term it wouldn't have just been a few months in lockdown we would have lost it long term because it would have been ingrained in us that social media is what we needed and I'm grateful for that and I'm also grateful for Aaron and all my friends and family and I always will be I'm even grateful for the rain that we've had because it means I've been able to get my cozy jammies out and get snug at night (laughs) so I'm a big preacher for gratitude but when it comes to mindfulness this is something that I am practicing and this is something that again I did a little pod and I'll get on this the other day and it is everybody's downfall because if you're half-assing something if you are in something and your mind is elsewhere you are half-assing whatever it is you're doing whether it be having a meal whether it be training whether it be out on a walk whether it be spending time with a friend or family member whether it be whatever it is if you are there physically but you are not mentally you are not getting everything out of that that situation and again i asked this question in my podcast and a few people came back and actually applauded me for this one if you can honestly tell me if somebody can come back and tell me that they can get any value from their minds being elsewhere rather than at the task at hand. If you get a little spark of inspiration when you're out and about, jot it down, get back to what you're doing. But if you can honestly tell me your mind being elsewhere when you're training, your mind being elsewhere when you're having a meal, your mind elsewhere when you're spending time with loved ones or when you're at work or when you're studying, you can honestly tell me you get any value from that. I will cut all my hair off because there's literally it's not like it's not possible there is nothing valuable about having that there literally is no value um and we have become the masters of distraction and the masters of procrastinators and it's something that we need to get rid of and be a bit more mindful of everything that we're doing totally totally lovely cool all right so what is the next one Uh, next up Oh, me. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Um, So the next tip I have for you guys is changing your environment. So this is crucial right now, especially if you're living with other people. In fact, it doesn't even matter if you're living with other people, even if you're living alone. Like, I think personally, I actually had a discussion with a couple of girls for this today because we have a couple of girls living on their own and we have a few girls living with family members and or loved ones or whatever. And the people living on their own are actually a lot happier than those living with people in their own home. And that's because they're in their own space and they've still got that sort of separation and then they can go and visit as and when, maybe stand at the end of the drive, be on the other side of the window, but they've still got their own space. Whereas especially people that have got kids. I mean, don't get me wrong, I can't wait to have kids, but my God, I feel for all of you. (laughs) Like, honestly, like, 
I mean, they're amazing and they're a lot of miracles, but my God, like, I just, I couldn't. Bad yeah. enough hand to the Ross. But, I mean, he's a kid on his own. So, yeah, that would have just been a nightmare. But, um, yeah, I just think it's so important that you go for a walk, go in a separate room, maybe make somewhere in the house and make sure everybody does this. Like, everybody, like, say to everybody in your family, right, we all get our room. We all get a room. So when we need private time, that is our room to go to. Leave me for an hour, let me do what I want, and then I'll come back and we can have family time. That is something I feel like should be put in place. Even for the kids, say to the kids, right, you guys get to pick a room. When you guys are in there, we will leave you to be, we will we will leave you be. I apologize for any damages that have happened on that <laughs> if that's happened. I do think it's important that they also learn that it's okay to have their own boundaries yeah. and to not be in your space all of the time because they will just be bored. They will be bored and the best thing that they can do to come up with is annoy the parents. So I can relate with that. Well, that would have been, that would have been on my first to-do list. So I can understand why they feel that way. Um, but yeah, it just... It's so important that if you feel cabin feverish, if you feel lethargic, if you feel like the space that you're in is almost dragging you down, and this is even before or after lockdown, if you feel you're in an environment that's dragging you down, it is affecting your mood, remove it. Go somewhere else, take an hour, breathe, bring yourself back to normality, and then go back. Yeah, I think I think it's it is it is a really good point, Lisa, and it's as someone who has a young girl has a young daughter um 18 yep. months old you know she is she is the the miracle of my life she is she is my everything and but at the same time it, it's funny how i had this conversation with someone else the other day it's funny how the most important people or things in your life can often be the things that drive you up the wall as well yep and so for me um, my daughter is exactly that you know she is she's wonderful but there are moments having been at home the last six weeks where I think my god I can't wait to get you back to nursery I can't wait to get you back into your routine because you are driving me insane but then equally yep. half an hour later I have a little bit of a you know an anxiety attack and she's my medicine and, and it, can, it can switch so quickly um but it is it is really really tough you know the first thing that my wife and i did was make a space where we could set up work laptops have our work folders have an area that we we classed as the office um it was the dining room table but it was still more so than just sitting down on the couch watching tv and you know so we definitely did that um and that's proved that's proved helpful it's difficult with an 18 month old running around <laughs> at your feet shouting cuddle yeah. or mummy daddy you know it's it's, it's quite hard um but you, yeah you just have to do that and and trying to change your environment as often as you can in the day regardless of what you're doing particularly um obviously you're only yeah. allowed out once at the moment but I, I i'm a big advocate for making that twice if you can for little little spurts i don't see an issue with that um, particularly if you're not leaving more than five you know 500 meters from your home um so yeah, just changing that environment as often as you can, I think it's really important. It's a really good tip, really good tip. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, where, are we, where are we now? Uh, oh, this one, kindness and giving back. So um, it offers fulfillment and purpose to our lives as, as any voluntary work, any 
doing something for others does in our life. But particularly right now, I think it's important that we are giving back in quite a different way. Giving back in uh, doing as we're told and making sure that we as individuals are contributing to a, a nationwide effort in order to make sure that we aren't in this lockdown for as, as long as some people think we may be. I think that's a really important thing. We all have a responsibility to give something back to our community and that is to stay indoors, that is to do as we're told. Um, and, I, and I think that's a really important thing to talk about just very quickly. Um, secondly, you can give back in regards to supporting local food banks. You can give back in regards to um, supporting your local community groups, volunteer groups that are doing stuff. Maybe if you are um, symptom free and you've been isolating for long enough and you're, you're okay, maybe you can go out and do some volunteer work. I know how fulfilling um, and, and, uh, and what great accomplishment uh, volunteering can give us. And if you're struggling and you, and you are isolated on your own and, and you have an ongoing mental health issue, you know, for me, volunteering is always a great step forward into, into making sure that you can keep your mind busy um, and give you that sense of belonging and that sense of purpose. Um, because what you can offer someone, um, someone else who's probably in a much worse position than you are, is hugely valuable. Um, not only does yeah. it make you feel like a king or a queen, but it also makes the people that you're supporting feel like that as well. So, so that giving back element, I think is really important. I don't think there's a lot more to say around it, but you know, like, like with anything, offering your services and offering your help and your time to other people who maybe are in a less fortunate position than you is, is always a huge part of our buildup. Um, and, and, and yeah. what the people we are, I think. Yeah. Could not agree more. I could not agree more. I mean, especially if you're in a even even just something as simple as if you we've got so again so much time on our hands something as simple as when you if you see somebody struggling a little bit through their social or even somebody who you know maybe has struggled in the past drop them a message yeah ask them if they want a facetime or if they want to like get involved in a group thing that you're doing um just take the best thing you can do right now is not put the focus on yourself because the minute you put your focus on yourself, this is where all this negative talk and overthinking comes in. The minute you start putting your focus elsewhere and on people, on other people and their situation of what you can maybe do to help, that helps you. It gives you tunnel vision on something else and someone else. And there are so many ways to do that just now. You just have to pop online and look for volunteer work or online volunteering or even contacting local businesses. I mean, I was working in the local cafe um, just as a part-time job and it was more so that I could meet people because I don't know anyone here. Um, that shut down two weeks after me getting my job because we went into lockdown. <laughs> and then I, because um, they needed staff, I said that I would go and work at the shop because they needed people to, they were just doing home deliveries. I've got my big ass dog room van out there and I was like, couldn't have a van for doing home deliveries. Yeah, no. So, and I, I wasn't expecting anything for that. It was literally just, there's locals here who are elderly, live on their own. And the right thing to do is if you can help. Yeah. Um, and it's not just that it's the right thing to do. You should want to do it as much as you can to make other people's lives as easy as possible. 
Agreed. Agreed. And if you can have the opportunity to do that, guys, it's something I'd highly recommend for sure. I think Lucy and I 100%. are both in agreement there. It's something that would really help you. Um, you know, just one hour a week. If you can do more, fantastic. But just that one hour a week can be hugely fulfilling and give you that sense of accomplishment that you might just be looking for that might just allow you to to make to make the next day and the next day and the next day you know um so yeah that's that's a good one i think um so the next tip is switching your mindset from fixed to growth now i've actually started changing the way i think about this because Again, I get I get bored, so I hate I, I I hate continuously saying you need a growth mindset. Well, what does that actually mean, yeah. right? So we say it a lot, but there's so many people that are like, oh, I'm sick of hearing that. I don't actually know what it means. It means you can have your opinions, you can have your beliefs, you can have your values, you can have your standards. Absolutely fine. We all need them, but the problem, the thing is, you should want to be proven wrong. You should want to learn and you should want to grow. If you're right, great. You're not right about everything. Even if you're right about one part of something that you're thinking about, there's a good chance to just more, a hell of a lot more you need to learn. And we've got down here that this is about like for positive behaviors and having a more growth mindset on positive beliefs and and the whole point of today is to find positives and the negatives. And this is where everything that I've said today, everything that both of us have said today is that you should want to find more positives and be open-minded to the positives right now, rather than wanting to continuously fixate yourself on all of the negatives. Because let me tell you, you can look as much as you want, the negatives are going nowhere. <laughs> Like they are there and it is what it is. You just have to get over it. But the longer you fix it on that, the longer they're going to be there. Whereas if you can open your mind and say, do I want to be thinking these things? Do I want to be feeling this way? Hell no. So what can we focus on instead? What can we open our mind to? What can, what can we let in to make the negatives easier to deal with? Yeah. And that is yeah. the whole point of this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think it's a, it's it's a really interesting one, and, you, and you, you you mentioned it right, really, Liz. So many people don't really understand what growth mindset means. They just throw it about in their posts, in conversations with people, but they're always a bit unsure and don't really have any clarity on what it actually means. So, you know, if 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 you want a term for for the difference, I suppose a fixed mindset is is where we have those very basic qualities and attributes in our life. So things like skills, abilities, confidence the way we feel, the way we sense stuff. And in order to get to a growth mindset from a fixed mindset, we want to be able to have a desire to want to change and develop and adapt and enhance those things. If you yeah. feel like you're not enhancing, you're not adapting, you're not growing those certain qualities, those basic qualities that we have as human beings, then it's unlikely that you'll be stepping into growth mindset. Um, and, and that's really kind of the very simple way of explaining it in conjunction with what Lucy said, you know, um, we, we can improve confidence, we can improve our skill set, we can improve our feelings through, through positive stimulus around us and positive things that we can, we can use as a power to do that. But if you don't want to do that, 
very likely that you'll just remain in a very fixed and um, complacent mindset. And for a lot of people, um, that's fine. That works. But actually for a lot of people as well, they want to get out of that. They want to get into growth. They want to get into that progressive, progressive moving forward, um, giant leaps forward as often as they can. So that's kind of the, the definition between the two. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a really good point. And I think just before we, um, what we've got, we've got one more left to talk about and then we'll, we'll close it up. Um, let's have a look what we've got here. So, um, oh yes, the last one is stepping out of your comfort zone and seeking challenge. Now, I love this one because I've got so much to say on it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad. So stepping out of your comfort zone is a terrifying thing for the majority of us. But I tell you what, in a, in a way to explain this, I feel very strongly, and I think Lucy will agree, the times that I have stepped out of my comfort zone and the times that I have really sought that challenge and that adventure that I haven't before, are the times where I have really grown and developed and matured as an individual. I have yep, never yep. progressed standing still in the middle of my comfort zone, ever. I've never yep. progressed. That, doesn't, that hasn't ever given me anything. That's never produced me any good. It's kept me maintaining and just ticking along, but there's never been any new, new um, stimulus involved in that never any new challenge new adventure new experiences that doesn't exist in your comfort zone so in order to find it you need to step outside of your comfort zone how does that relate to right now stepping out of your comfort zone and seeking challenge could be starting something new it could be a desire to start something that you've been interested in for many many years but for whatever reason haven't been able to do so maybe it's long hours at work the job that you have um, the lifestyle that you choose to lead the time that you haven't had but now is a great time to be able to do that you know so step out of your comfort zone dive into a pool of the unknown but the unknown that you're in control of I think that's the important thing to remember here I'm not saying go mad and take so many risks that you have no idea what's going to happen with any of them because you're not staying in control of that. And really, deep down, that's probably not the best decision for you. But try and seek things that are going to give you, one, in my opinion, value. Two, a benefit to your development. And three, an enhancement on your mindset, which for a lot of people is probably going to be quite fixed at the moment because of the circumstance we're in. So take a step into that growth. Take a step into that progress. And take a step out of comfort into challenge. Ooh. Yeah. And I'm going to add on to that, that I agree with all of that. I agree with all of that. But before you start any of that, if you're currently sitting uncomfortably because of the current situation, you have just found your first challenge. Yep. And why am I saying this is because I have learned that a comfort zone is not the same for everyone. It's not chilling and watching Netflix. Sorry no. to say that. and Sorry to burst everyone's bubble. But that is not everyone's comfort zone. Because I am a naturally busy person and I like to be trained. I like to get up early. I like to get stuff done. I only usually have one day off on a weekend. This is my new discomfort because I have had to learn how my biggest enemy which is rest and recovering yeah. i had it's always been my biggest my biggest issue and the amount of anxiety i had in the first couple of weeks of not working 
is the worst it's been since I have been mentally unwell. And it was purely down to the fact I did not know how to relax. I did not know how to just sit and chill and do nothing. Still learning, but I'm getting better. And just because I'm at home and just because I'm in my comfy jammies and just because, you know, I've got loved ones around me doesn't mean that it's easy. Doesn't mean that this is my comfort zone. It is not. Every challenge I have done, setting up a business, stepping on stage, going through prep, I have loved every single second. I have grown through the struggles in that process. But just like those struggles, I am having to grow through the struggles now. Even though it's from home, even though it's, you know, in a very safe environment, I still have areas I need to grow in this situation. So before I start smashing new goals, before I start setting new standards for when everything goes back to normal, my discomfort that I am having to grow through is literally just being, literally teaching myself that it is okay to do nothing. It is okay to let your body relax. It is okay to rest. It's okay to give yourself self-love when you haven't deserved it because you've sat on your ass all day. <laughs> like, it's, it's okay. And I'm, I'm, I'm not counteracting what's being said. And I'm not counteracting hard work. I'm not undermining any of that because, again, I wouldn't be me if I wasn't like that. Firm believer, you need to work hard for everything you've got. But this comes from physical and mental and if you're honestly sitting uncomfortably right now you've just found your first challenge you need to find a way that you are okay with just being even if it's being on your own there is your first challenge if you are uncomfortable with it if it scares you you have got to find, got to find that way inside you to process that to grow through it so that if you're ever alone again or if you're ever stuck you can you can handle it because you've done it it's 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 a callus to you now you're fine and you can then push through and get smash out and once you've done that and once you've kind of built that kind of callus i kind of think that that's one of the toughest calluses to work through because it's not just like lifting a heavier weight and you can just find someone to spot you're on your own with that you've got to build that callus all on your own and find the ways for you to cope and what makes it feel better for you. And yeah, once you've mastered that, tell me you can't master anything else. <laughs> so got it. yeah, got it. that's my point. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, I think, I think, yeah, so for, for, it, it's so, it's so very important that in, in the negatives that you try and find those positives because ultimately they do exist. A lot of the time they exist when you allow them to and when you, yeah. when you find an empowerment and a desire to want to find those positives because although there is a lot of negativity going around and situations and circumstances at the moment present a lot of negatives in addition to those that already exist, positives are here too. And I think that's one thing that we really need to focus on, particularly in this time of crisis, is the positive things. And I know it's very hard to think of the positive things if you are in a place where positivity hasn't existed for a long, long time. But if you slowly yeah. introduce the things that Lucy and I have said today, some of the things that we've mentioned in our previous podcasts, some of the things and the content and the articles that are online and on the internet that you can read to educate yourself around those small steps that you can take and those little guidance tips, you will start seeing 
some some results and some pro progress forward you know it's not going to happen overnight yeah. but at the moment we've got a lot of overnights so you've got a lot of time to work on those things and give yourself every chance to step away from that negative area and into that more positive light so i think that's yeah. something that you should all be able to take away from this podcast um i know for lucy and i this is one that we we could probably talk about for another six, seven hours for sure. Easy. Um, Easy. So, um, so yeah, I, I guess that's, I guess that's kind of uh, the episode concluded, really. Um, yeah. I, I've enjoyed hosting today. Cheers, Luce. Woo! You did an amazing job. Thank I'm you. Back, back over <laughs> to Lucy next time. Um, but yeah. yeah, guys, stay safe. Um, stay well. Keep well. And stay in touch with people that you love and um, try and keep and your mind. And of course, get in touch with us out because I hear from guys that listen to us quite a lot. Let us know if you've taken any of these tips on board. Let us know if you've enjoyed the episode and stay tuned for the next one. Absolutely. Lots of love, people. Take care. Lots of love. <laughs>